Chapter 10 The white light streaming from the vase turned yellow, and a rushing wind filled the sanctuary. My hair was blown backward like I was dipping into the first drop of a tall roller coaster. Panic overtook the room. No! Pastor Akka cried in fear. This cannot be! She's not a virgin! He pulled his arm back and slapped my sister hard across the face. The noise of the contact was loud enough to be heard through the riotous rush of wind still blowing through the room. Horror! I fought against the two men holding me down, but to no avail. Their grip had lessened upon seeing the yellow light. But they resumed their force the moment I pushed against them. How is this possible? Pastor Akka beckoned. The sound of glass shattering filled the room. I looked up to see one of the floor-level stained glass windows broken. Colorful pieces littered across the floor. Small lights flew into the sanctuary through the window. They looked like fireflies entering from outside, one after the other. It wasn't until one of them landed near the cart at the foot of the platform that I realized what they were. The fireworks went off, their explosions piercing the air. People were screaming, and some of Pastor Akka's minions ran around trying to escape the threat of sparks that sprang up from the numerous charges. I was thankful to now have my scent capacities overloaded with the smell of burnt powder. Anything to combat the noxious fumes from the feces mounds that permeated the room. The lighted wicks continued to fly in from outside the window. As each one went off, I noticed that many were simply firecrackers. Nothing dangerous, but some of them were M80s. The same type of explosive that had blown a childhood friend's fingers off when he foolishly gripped one as it fired. I didn't witness it in person, but I remember seeing the aftermath. You won't find anyone as bitter as a 12-year-old who has lost two fingers due to his own stupidity. A strand of firecrackers landed on Pastor Akka's shoulder. They draped over his suit like some professional wrestler's title belt. Before he could remove them, a cacophony of explosions sounded, and the area around his head alighted. After a few seconds, he was able to fling the still-live strand away from him, but then he collapsed to the floor in the fetal position, moaning. The pressure on my shoulders lifted as both men ran to their fallen leader's aid. Billy! A voice shouted. Are you in here? It was Omar. He stepped into the sanctuary through the broken window, slipping on some of the shattered glass but catching his balance before hitting the floor. I had to give it to him. He knew how to make an entrance. The entire room was filled with a smoky haze, and bits of firecracker lay scattered all over the carpet. Yes, I said, stepping down off the platform. Come here, we need to help Lucy. He ran down the aisle, but hands grabbed out at him from amongst the pews. Finally, one of the possessed stuck a foot out and tripped him. Omar fell to the floor, his chin cracking against the cement hidden beneath the thin carpet. Omar! I yelled, but he was already back to his feet. Look out! A massive form rocketed into Omar, forcing him backward into the end corner of a pew. Based on the crack that met my ears, I thought his back was shattered. 
The man who jumped him was bathed in shadows, keeping me from making out his face. Omar, moving with lightning speed, pulled away from his attacker, jumped to his feet, and proceeded to kick the man repeatedly in the stomach. A muscled arm wrapped around my throat from behind. It was Brutus. My Adam's apple was pushed into his inner elbow, trapping the oxygen from entering my body. I twisted my torso and stomped down on one of his massive feet, but his tight hold didn't weaken. Stars began to materialize across my vision. He pulled tighter. I felt the pressure building in my head, thinking my eyes were going to pop out of my skull. My hand groped out in desperation. It landed on the vase. My heart was beating in my ears. I gripped the vase as best I could and swung it back toward my opposite shoulder. Glass shattered against Brutus's face, and he screamed, sounding more animal than human. He released his grip, and I collapsed onto the cart, greedily gulping in air. It tasted like shit, but I didn't care. A soft buzzing sound filled the sanctuary. The noise grew until it choked out everything else. Looking down, I realized the buzz was coming from the shattered vase. Brutus lay on the ground with pieces of glass stuck in his flesh. He rolled his head back and forth, crying. Each piece of broken glass glowed with a yellow radiance. What have you done? Pastor Akka growled, rising to his feet. You've ruined everything! It felt like I was living in a nightmare. The buzzing from the vase's magic, the smell from the disgusting concoction of shit and smoke, the cries of the possessed congregation, the flickering flames from candle and torch, and the fluttering of the roosters all overloaded my senses. I glanced up and saw Omar on his back, the life being choked out of him. For the first time, I realized that the dark form who had attacked him was my dad. I turned to look at Pastor Akka, who I sensed was coming after me, but was then blinded by an explosion of yellow light. The force that accompanied the brightness forced me up and over the cart. I landed knees first on the other side of it, pulling the purple fabric down with me. The yellow glow in the room dimmed, and then extinguished. Pastor Akka was standing tall, his clothes tattered and body bruised. He looked like he had survived a car crash. The knife in his hand glinted in the firelight. I won't let you get away with this, he said, his voice dripping with murderous intent. The electricity flickered back on, blinding us in the light from the chandeliers. Pastor Akka threw an arm up to protect his eyes, and I took my opportunity. I grabbed Lucy and slung her over my shoulder. She let out a lazy groan as I ran up the aisle, her hand still holding on to the small cushion. Within seconds, I heard Pastor Akka growling behind me and knew that he was hot on my trail. But as I looked at the congregation, something had changed. Their eyes were no longer black, and instead of looking at their leader with reverence, their countenances were full of rage. What are you waiting for? Pastor Akka asked the audience. Don't let him get away! My dad reached a hand down and helped Omar to his feet. The curse was broken. Sanity had been restored.
The group in the crowded pews, instead of attacking me, turned their ire upon the sadistic leader. He grabbed my sister's leg and pulled hard. I would have fallen if a strong arm hadn't grabbed me. I felt another hand offer balance to my back. Some of the people, now freed from their hypnosis, were steadying me and leading me away from danger. Their hands were firm, yet gentle. I trusted them. I looked back. A crowd of people swallowed up Pastor Akka. The last thing I saw of him was a fist colliding with his jaw. His eyes were locked onto me with a burning hell that still, to this day, gives me nightmares. The pulsing group of his ex-congregants pulled him down into their midst, his stare on me finally broken. 